The three questions. By now, lots of people have done the program, and lots of people have gotten stuck. Their progress has stalled at some point, having done what they thought was the program, discussed in starting strength basic barbell training and practical programming for strength training to the letter. Let's examine the problem more closely, find a way to keep this from happening. Strength is simply the production of force against an external resistance, in this case, the loaded barbell. The load on the barbell you're lifting increases over time, you've gotten stronger. The simple idea is that, for untrained people, strength accumulates rather quickly if you ask it to, and the stronger you get, the longer you've trained, the slower your strength increases. We force the process to occur by adding a little weight every time you train until that stops working. At that point, it becomes more complicated, but not until then. You just do the program and use every means at your disposal to keep from getting stuck. By the program, I mean the novice progression detailed in both books. For a young novice training three days a week, the squat and deadlift will increase a little each workout for a while. Five-pound jumps work well for several months. Sets of five reps have proven their value over decades of experimentation to the extent that the experiment is over. Likewise, three sets of five have proven to work for everything except the deadlift, which gets only one set of five. The press and the bench press alternate, each increasing a little every time they're trained, uh, albeit with smaller increments, perhaps one and a half to two pounds, because the limiting muscle groups are smaller and fewer in number. Shortly after you start, the power clean is introduced and alternates with the deadlift. It goes up a little every time too, five pounds at first and then slowing to resemble the increases of the bench press and the press. Since the deadlift is always stronger than the squat at first, its head start keeps it ahead of the squat even though it gets trained half as often after the clean is introduced. By stuck, I mean that the trainee becomes incapable of making workout-to-workout workout increases on the basic exercises called for by the program. No program in the world works forever. A human obviously cannot add five pounds to his squat three times per week for 15 years. Now, he can for several months the number of which depends on his ability to correctly execute the spirit and the details of the program. It is better to remain unstuck and making slow progress than it is to have to figure out how to get unstuck. Most people have problems with the spirit and the details. Getting prematurely stuck is quite common. By prematurely, I mean within the first three months surely, and probably the first four months, which can almost always be sustained by just paying attention. So I get asked about this a lot. What do I do when I get stuck? Go to an intermediate program? Well, I'd rather ask this question. Why are you stuck when you shouldn't be stuck? And then I always ask these three very important questions in this order.
Question number one. How long are you resting between your sets? This is usually the reason a kid is stuck because he'll usually say, oh, at least two or three minutes. Strength training, boys and girls, is not conditioning. And if you do not recover from the fatigue induced by the previous set, then accumulating fatigue limits your ability to complete the sets and reps required by the program. In a novice program, fatigue is not a variable we wish to introduce because force production is the adaptation we want, not conditioning. Strength is the goal of the novice program, as well as its closest friend, muscular hypertrophy. We're trying to get bigger and stronger here. And taking the squat from 115 for five to 335 for five accomplishes this task every time. With four months of constant progress, this can be accomplished even given a missed workout or two for funerals and out of town and things like this. So you do whatever you have to do to make this happen. And it's quite obvious that if resting seven minutes between sets alleviates the fatigue from the previous set, which is necessary to complete all three sets of five, then what you do is you rest seven minutes, maybe eight. We'll get hot, sweaty, and out of breath later. Right now, we're getting big and strong. Again, this question is first, because it is the number one error made by novice trainees. And it's easy to fix, so fix it. If time is a factor, start the warm-ups of the next exercise, but rest enough between work sets in the exercise you're doing now to get all of the work done. Question two. How big a jump are you taking in weight on the bar between workouts? You say, oh, 10 pounds on the squat. I missed that the past couple of workouts. And in fact, I, hell, I lost a couple of reps and, and five pounds on the bench and press. You know, I need to get my bench up to 300 as fast as I can. Got to get there fast, 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 my man. Well, this type of impatience is usually accompanied by the number one error as well. It is due to the failure to appreciate the fundamental process by which strength accumulates. Stress is that which disrupts homeostasis, which is the current level of physiological adaptation. Stress is a change in an organism's environment sufficient to cause the organism to adapt to the new requirements imposed by the change. Whether it is a mosquito population adapting to an insecticide or a weightlifter adapting to five pounds added to last week's deadlift, adaptation is the process we manipulate in order to change, and in our case, to get stronger. A strength increase is the accumulation of gradual adaptations in force production, and training is the organization of this activity to produce the most efficient adaptation curve. If you attempt to use, through either impatience or pig-headedness, Increases, incremental increases that are too large to permit the adaptation, then the adaptation cannot occur. You cannot go 
from 115 for five to 195 for five on the squat or the deadlift in one workout. Likewise, having started at 115 and gotten to 165 for five in 10-pound jumps, the continued use of 10-pound jumps will result in you getting stuck because five-pound jumps are sustainable for a long time and 10-pound jumps are not. Likewise, five-pound jumps don't work very long on the press, bench press, and power clean. So you have to obtain the equipment necessary to take smaller jumps. We know these things from experience. It saves time if you learn it from us than rather from your own failures and wasted time. Now, question three. How much and what are you eating and are you getting enough sleep? Most kids will say, well, I'm eating about 2,500 calories and taking a really jacked sup that's got a lot of protein. Because I've heard you can't gain more than three pounds a month or it's fat. Got to keep my razor abs, dude. A critical part of the, strength, of the stress adaptation equation is recovery. Really, the process is stress plus recovery equals adaptation. You have to be able to recover from the stress before the adaptation can occur. Therefore, if the stress is too big, you can't recover and adapt. And if the factors that enable recovery are absent or insufficient, you can't adapt. Food and sleep are the critical factors under your control. And the way to ensure that you are eating enough is just to eat more than you are now. Eat more than you want to eat, especially if your progress seems to be slowing. Most human males cannot make progress on a strength program with a diet of under 4,000 calories a day and on, on less than one gram of protein per pound of body weight. Sorry, that's just true. And the older you are, the more critical protein intake becomes in terms of quantity and quality. Because as you age, the absorption of protein out of the gut is less efficient at producing muscle protein synthesis. The bigger you already are, the more food you need. A guy who is six foot two and skinny at 180 pounds needs more calories and protein than a guy who's 5'8 and skinny at 155. Guys like this may well need 6,000 calories a day. But nobody, and I mean nobody, can get big and strong on 2,500 calories a day. This is a ridiculous piece of government-inspired bullshit and has interfered with the process most people use to try to get big and strong. And if you're not willing to eat more than you want to, you won't get big and strong. Sleep may be the most anabolic substance in the world. If you're not getting enough sleep, no matter what the reason, I'm sorry, 
no matter what the reason, it is very hard to grow because the most potent recovery occurs during your sleep cycle. You may need to reevaluate your schedule, your bedroom arrangements, or your mattress if sleep is a problem for you. Stop regarding sleep as either a luxury or a scheduled obligation and start regarding it as a training tool, just the same as you regard your diet. These three questions should be asked of everyone whose progress in the early stages of the novice progression is interrupted. It's much easier to get unstuck by correcting these simple mistakes than it is to try to train ineffectively, thus costing yourself time and progress. The initial gains that can be made using the starting strength approach to novice training are the low-hanging fruit, the easiest gains you will ever make if you approach the program properly.